What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. And uh, today, before we get started, I want to, as always, just remind you to go check out uh, everything that we got going on at, uh, on my site, natebailey.org. You can find out all the information. You can find out how to follow me inside of the social media platforms and all the other episodes and blogs and, and experiences and programs that I have to offer right there, natebailey.org. Today's guest uh, out of California, actually originally from the UK, I remember like when I owned a CrossFit gym back in 2013, 14, um, he had a podcast with a, uh, someone that's actually become a friend of mine, AJ Roberts, uh, Simon Lovell today. They had a podcast called Fitpreneurs at the time that was, was a big podcast, especially for, for people like myself that were fitness professionals or entrepreneurs and how to help grow your business. And, and so he came on my radar back then and uh, now I had the opportunity to actually have him on my podcast. It was, a, it was an incredible conversation. He's, he's continued to grow and expand in who he is as a person, as well as inside of business. He's, he's in a space completely different than he was back then. And just a great, great conversation with Simon Lovell today. So without further ado, you can, uh, you can check him out. You can get all the information you need to find out about him and what he's up to as well. By the way, simonlevel.com. That'll be in the show notes. But I uh, want to get to this conversation because it was a great one. So enjoy. Simon Lovell. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. We've got Simon Lovell with us here from Del Mar, California. Thank you, Simon, for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah, always great to be here and uh, share some, some knowledge with you guys. Absolutely. Um, so I like to start the conversation with this question first, and then we'll kind of get into you and your path and what you're up to today. Yeah. Um, championship Leadership is the name of the podcast. What comes to mind for you when you hear Championship Leadership? I think always championing your client. I can't even say the word, right? Championing. <laughs> always <laughs> championing, championing the people around you. Because when I first started on my journey, the big change for me, actually, this brings up something, which was I needed to hear the words, yeah, you can do that, when I didn't think I could actually do it. 
And it mm-hmm. sounds so simple. It sounds like a Nike like slogan, you know, yeah. just do it. But right. when you're in a place where you're actually lacking in confidence and you're like, you have an ability and you have a skill, but it's like, you have this doubt of like, can I actually, can I actually do this? You need that validation. And so when my first mentor, you know, and I was like, I can do that. I can actually do that. And like, yeah, just go do it. And then I went to go do it. And then you start to get results. That's when you move forward. So that's what leadership is. And one of the parts of leadership is, is about just keeping course correcting people. You know, mm-hmm. when we start to veer, whether yeah. that's through self-doubt or whether that's through being around the wrong people and having someone that really cares and really loves you really, you know, where it's like they actually want the best for you, not what's actually best for them, you know, and they're actually steering you on the right path. That is a con for me now, a conscious path. Cause I think there's a lot of people out there that are steering people on the wrong path, not intentionally, but because they're actually not on the right path themselves. Yeah. That's that kind of brought that up for me as you were uh, talking through that of how many of those people have you really encountered in your life? I mean, a lot. Um, is it a lot? I was thinking maybe it wouldn't be a lot. Um, well, I, I mean, a, what is a lot, I suppose. Um, yeah. I, think, I think once you encounter one good one, then you will encounter a number of others because they open the door. Like Tony Robbins, sure. for example, right? He, Tony's yeah. great at opening the door to go deeper. Yeah. You know? So the path, like the, the personal development path is so interesting, right? Because you get an opening you get an opening to go to an event and it's like, well, you can stay within that kind of realm of doing, you know, the, the kind of typical work or you get this introduction to someone and then suddenly you're onto this whole different path. Like for example, when I started to work with Tony, I, my first Tony event was a UPW in London. And then I signed up to platinum on the first event. So I, mm-hmm. I did a deep dive, signed up to platinum. And then on the India trip, that was when like everything shifted for me because I got introduced to energy work and, Donnie Epstein, or one of the guys that, um, that has um, been his energy worker, Tony's energy worker for many, many years. And that really got me to de- develop my spiritual practice. And in that India trip, 2015, there's a lot of things that happened during that trip where I was like, there's so much I don't know about the world. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've ever experienced that moment where it's just like, there's, I don't know nothing. I don't know, <laughs> there's so much I don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah. because like you start to experience people like healing in the moment, you know, energy work and stuff like that. So I really started to develop my spiritual practice through, through Tony. So, yeah, maybe, maybe if you could, I was talking a little bit before we started that, you know, I've been following you and a, a, a good friend of yours. I know AJ Roberts um, through the Fit, Fitpreneurs um, podcast that you had a, a while back. When I owned a CrossFit gym, and and uh, and so I've kind of watched online, right? I've 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 seen you and and make some big shifts and some transformations and selling the, the uh, mansion and the, and the exotic cars and and mm-hmm. uh, even getting out of you know changing the space that you're in or the to to be where you are today. So maybe if you could just just um, explain a little bit about the path that you have been on and and what that has you doing today. Yeah, so it, it was a bit of a whirlwind, honestly. Um, I, was, I was working in the fitness industry as a, as a mentor, coach to personal trainers. But one of the things about personal growth is that the more that you g- grow, sometimes things start to feel out of alignment. And mm-hmm. I reached this point of like the business was just heavy. 
it was just heavy and I couldn't put my finger on what it was. And it's like the team were like the, the morale in the team was down and I was down and I just like tried, I took some time off and I did like a Vipassana retreat, 10 days of meditation. And it was just like, and, um, it got to the point where I went away to a three day, like mini intensive. Um, and I suddenly realized that the little voice inside of me, which had been saying, you know, this is not for you anymore. Like I just didn't, I, wa- I didn't want to come to terms with the fact that I needed to make that decision. And I think in business, right, we can either, we can update the business and, and we can upgrade it to where we are, or we need to let it go. You know, and it's it's, sometimes it's like a relationship, you know, you can work on it, you can work on it, you can work on it, but sometimes it's just not in alignment anymore. So this was like, with literally within the space of a couple of weeks, like I decided to let go of the company, which is earning me like multiple six figures a month. I decided to let like move out of the house, you know, the the 1.5 acres in Carmel Valley. And I was like, the Ferrari, going to get rid of that too. Because it, it's not that any of these things are bad, right? Yeah. For a lot of people, they're like, what the hell are you doing? You know, you've got yeah. this company, it's making a lot of money. And it's like, you've got this, this stuff. But the reality was, was that a lot of it was just like seeking validation. You know, like I would drive that Ferrari down to the beach and it was really so that people could look at me. I yeah. mean, that's, I don't find that hard to admit now because it's just like the truth, right? Sure. But, you know, I can remember like strategically parking out outside of my house so that when people come in, they would see it rather than being in the garage. You know, it's just like small things like that. Like, and it yeah. seems silly, but you know, if you drive a car because you, you know, and it's just like, there's a guy up the road from me. So I'm on, I'm in Del Mar and there's a guy up the road and he has a Ferrari, yeah. but it's like a classic Ferrari and he likes to drive it. And it's like, it's a hobby. That's very mm-hmm. different from needing something like from, from a validation point of view. Yeah. So for example, the big house, it was cool, but, but I got to this point where it's like, this isn't actually me. And I, the ego is interesting because it has what it, you have what you need and then what the ego wants to spend. Yeah. Right. So there's, there's what we require and then there's the difference. So I was noticing I was spending like, I'm not even joking, like $10,000 a month. My ego was spending that. Sure. Yeah. Right. The Ferrari was like 3000 200 and something. And then the, the, the big place was like 10,000, you know, or 8,000. I can't remember now, you yeah. know? And it was like, wow, actually what Simon needs, like the, the, the <laughs> whole version of Simon is like, you know, whatever, like, you know, maybe 1500 square feet. Now, one thing I did do with, by the way, it was like when I moved out the, the big house was I, I went, I was like, I'm going to go tiny. <laughs> so I, I moved to Encinitas and I found it's like 900 square foot place with like yeah. no air conditioning. And exact I was like, that opposite. was too far. That was too far. <laughs> right, right. You know? So I think that's what happens. We go through these, you know, I, well, I went through this stage of, uh, you know, getting everything. I, I, I say the, the height of my ego. I reached the height of my ego. I mean, and I reached this place where I was in the house with the car outside going like, where am I actually leading people to? Because I was working with these trainers and I was like, make six figures and make seven figures and do all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not actually, I'm not actually really happy. I'm actually not really fulfilled. And so then... It's, a, it's an ego battle. Like you mm-hmm. actually, let, you have to see the ego for what it's doing and go like, screw you. And, you can, and, and, the, and here's what was really interesting. The moment that I decided, and the word decision is very, they're very important. The moment I made the decision, just like when you coach, right? It's like the decision you choose to invest in yourself. But the, 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 the moment you make the decision to move country or you 
make the decision to end that relationship. The moment I made the decision to move out of the house and I'm like, I'm actually doing this and get rid of the car, my, my comparison to other people like just dissolved. Because prior to that, I was always like, my friend's doing a million a month and I'm not there and I'm not there and I need to be there and why not? And it was just this very nervous energy, very unhealthy, you know? Mm-hmm. And the moment I just, I saw the ego for what it was and I was like, nope, you're not controlling me anymore. I'm actually going to do what my heart is telling me. Then it all fell away. And a month after that decision, after going through the black ball work and releasing shame and talking about the things that um, I felt shameful about from my past, I went through this massive awakening where I, I, I really came home to myself. And it was just like, uh, if you've never been through that, it's hard, very hard to explain. But it's yeah. like an inner peace. It's like you're not, you're not fighting anymore. You know? And I love the Joe Dispenza quote. Well, there's a couple of quotes, but the Joe Dispenza quote, which is, it takes a lot of energy to not be yourself. And then there's mm-hmm. the other one, which is depressed is the need for deep rest from the character that you're playing. I felt that I stopped playing a character, right? Yeah. I, 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 I didn't need to be this persona anymore because really what I wanted was actual connection because I felt that, okay, if I have the Ferrari, if I have the house, if I share, share all the money, then that makes me good enough for people to be friends with me. Mm-hmm. And the moment I was like, I'm just going to let all of this go. Like I can, and I started to connect with myself. I'm like, I want to connect with people who want to be around Simon for Simon. Yeah. So was that, what was that experience? That was one of the things I was going to ask you about was when you did, when you made that decision, you make the shift. I, I imagine there were, or you, well, I'll let you tell me what, what, what did happen with the relationships that you had where the people are like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you know, this guy's gone crazy. Like, I would imagine there's some relationships that were lost, um, some that were gained, or some that have been around for a long time that, that, that held true because they love you for who you are. Or, you know, what was that experience like? Was there a shift there at all? Um, honestly, no. And what I actually realized was, was that actually people did come up and see me because of me. Yeah. You know? okay. What did happen was I went into like the unknown for like, to uh, maybe like 18 months because when you when you've lived that life and you make that decision you really it creates a lot of confusion like who am i now yeah you know i've built right. this person up i've built this character up i'm now actually doing what my heart wants and i'm listening to that like what do i do now you know so i spent a, a good amount of time just i was you know i was making money and i was just you know i have a lot of skills so i can i can generate revenue and we, we all have to generate revenue but also it was a case of like i've just let go of this baby that i've built up all of the yeah. for these years you know I, I, did you just like, shut it like down a, it's like, a, bo- it's like a boxer it's like a boxer who gives up boxing you know he doesn't box yeah. anymore right his identity was as a boxer right yeah so did you just like flat shut it, shut that business down? Yeah. Yeah. I literally like I, I called a, it was, it was like, this is how it went. There's a month left on the lease at the, at the, at the house. The, I made a decision to let like sublease the car out. And I literally, I had like a $3,000 watch. It was a tag watch. I literally gave it away on Facebook to somebody. <laughs> I called a, uh, 
uh, what's it called? A, uh, you chuck everything in the back of a van. A salvage yard? Yeah, yeah. Yard? And I, I literally like threw a bunch of stuff out. Okay. You know, yeah. and it got, and it got chucked into the back of a, of a, of a big truck and I'm just getting rid of everything. I was like, there's some, there's some stuff I'm going to keep. Yeah. There's some stuff I'm going to throw away and the other stuff I'm going to give away. And it was so empowering to me, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, I just, I just made a decision to this downscale. Yeah. That's a, you know, especially when I, obviously we talk about leadership a lot and uh, leadership, just the leaders, the championship leaders are the ones that are willing to make those types of decisions. And there's not, not a lot of people that would, I don't know that I would be able to or not, I, you know, being in that situation or not, but um, the fact that you did is amazing. And obviously your life is better for it. Um, a lot of growth has come of it. And now it seems like you're able to help other people in other ways because of it as well. So could you talk a little bit more about the black, the black ball experience that you had or what, what that is? And, and uh, cause you have a book that's, that's called right. The black ball. Correct. The, the black ball. Does anybody else have a secret? Yeah. So yeah. that was interesting. So that, that was, I think, the big thing that happened that led to like me coming home to myself. And I just want to explain for the listeners what I mean by that. What do you mean by like coming home to yourself? Mm-hmm. So we have our true self and then we have our false self. False self is the ego. So people have already heard the phrase of like peeling back the layers, peeling back the layers of the onion. And that's really about peeling back the layers so that you, you, you start to find yourself more. So what happened with the black ball was I went to um, an event in Encinitas, California. I was invited to some connection games. And during these games, we would just be in like a conversation. And you would say something like, you know, oh, I really appreciate, you know, you being present with me. And they say and hearing that, and then you start to like have deeper levels of conversation versus like, you know, when you go to a networking event and it's like, oh, what do you do? And then this is what I do. And then it's surface level. Right. Yeah. This is like deep connection, connection games. Okay. So we got into this circle and we played this game called anybody else. And in that game, you get into a circle and you step in and you say something like, oh, I fear abandonment. And so I sabotage relationships, anybody else. And then anyone else who feels the same way steps into the circle. And it's very powerful because you suddenly start to realize that you're not the only person that's going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've been, have, I've had depression or I am depressed. And then people step into the circle. Anyway, someone steps into the circle and they say something and I couldn't step in to support them because I'd been through it, but I just, I felt this resistance. I was like, I can't step in and admit this. And that played on me. That frustrated me. So the game, the, the nights went, the night went on and then we went on to play this other game called Hot Seat. And in this game, Hot Seat, there, you know, you can ask mild, medium or spicy questions, okay. you know? Of course, everyone picks spicy. (laughs) So on the way over to the sofa to play the game, there was a black ball on the floor. And I picked the blue ball up and it was a juggling ball. And I was just playing with it in my hands. And I was just, you know, just, I don't, if you've got like anything nervous, you know, you you like, you pick your fingers or you scratch your hair and it's like, you have that. And so for me, this, this ball, this black ball was my energy outlet because there was this thing that I couldn't step in for. And now it's on my mind. And now I'm just juggling with this ball in my hands. And at the time, I didn't think anything of this ball. I didn't think it would be a book. Of right, course. right. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, totally. I've got a ball in my hand going, no, this is a good book idea. You know? <laughs> so, so it's my turn to sit in the hot seat. And I said to my, uh, I told my roommate, hey, there was this thing that I didn't step in for. And 
but she, I didn't tell her what it was. So I sat in a hot seat and then I was like nervously playing with this ball in my hands. And then this, like my roommate said to me, so what was it that you didn't step into the circle for? And I was like, bitch, <laughs> you know, did you know what it was at the time? No, she didn't know. Did, uh, you knew what it was though? I knew, I knew what yeah, it was. Yeah. And, um, and so I shared the, I don't want to spoil it because it's in the book, right? But mm-hmm. basically I'll, I'll give the premise, which is I shared the thing which I was going to take to my grave. I shared the thing that I'd only shared with one person. And in that moment when I shared this thing, the, the ball launched itself out of my hands onto the floor and everyone was like present with this ball because I'd let go of this thing that yeah. I'd been holding on to. And at that point, I was like, you can ask me anything. Because I just got to the root of the thing that I was most shameful and embarrassed about, but I just didn't want to like, say to anybody. Yeah. But it didn't end there. That's not the reason, the, uh, the reason why I ended up writing the book. And I think this is a good business lesson uh, for, for people too, which is like a lot of my products and the things that I've built have come from the things that have worked. Like mm-hmm. it's not come from like something, like a, something that doesn't work. Like my book, The Lunchbox Diet, came from like me actually how I ate. You know, like the things that I've done and been successful in has come from like, this was actually a shift that happened. This was a process, something that that actually happened to me. That's why they've become successful. So I started to, I was like, I left that night and I was like, this is powerful work. So we had the, we had one month left in the big house, the mansion. So we had this event called Spiritual Hustle where we brought, you know, spiritual entrepreneurs together. So we did the, uh, we went down to the basketball court and we played the games again. What I noticed was, was that I still had this resistance of this thing. Now, instead of waiting for someone else to step into the circle, I stepped into the circle and I, I said the thing. Yeah. And that gave me power. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Then, and this was the turning point in writing the book, I started to share uh, the black ball story with people. And then people would come up to me going like, I have, the, I have a black ball. I have a black ball. I need to tell you. Right. And they would start sharing with me these things that they didn't want to tell their partners, their family, because I had, I had shared my my, my truth with them. And so now they wanted to tell you specifically. Yeah. 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 And, um, and then the turning point of, uh, of the book was I was running this program and I was doing this group coaching call and there was this girl and she went blood red every time she went to speak up. So what happens is when you have things that you are are in your past that you don't want to speak up about and it gets caught in the throat chakra, basically, basically what happens is you, you, you have all that suppression, but then when you come to speak up, you're, you go like red in the face. She she wouldn't dye her hair because of this. Right. Mm. And, um, she'd been sexually assaulted at gunpoint in South Africa. Now, people knew about this, but she'd never spoken about the details of it. She'd never really got it out. Mm-hmm. And then I created the space for her to share it. And literally this blush, this problem that she had with this um, sharing and this, you know, going blood red, it, it disappeared. But like 30 years of it. Wow. And I was like, and then, and then the more people would share this, these black ball stories, the more that they would heal. Like I'm healing them really quickly. And then I brought it into my new program, the super high performance formula. And it's the same thing. Like, it's the same thing. Like people, everybody has these black balls, like maybe one or two. And it's, and, and, and on the cover, there's these spikes. And I want to talk about the spikes because when you have shame, when you have something that's suppressed, yeah. how it manifests is 
lack of taking action, procrastination, anxiety, right? Fear, mm-hmm. yep. you know, because we, it's locked in our nervous system and then we don't take action because we're frozen. So let me explain this for everybody. Let's just say that I'm, and this is a true story. I'm six years old and I'm at school and I'm in the school classroom and the energy is good. The energy is green. I say green, amber, amber, you know, green, mm-hmm. amber, red, yep. right? So we got this situation where I'm at school and then this teacher who's very angry comes in and says, wipe that smile off your face, Lovell, and go and watch the wallpaper fall off the wall. And he would send me into a room and shame me. Well, what, what that is, is to a, to a six-year-old boy, that's trauma. That's an inter, it's called an interruption of the energy. So when this interruption of the energy happens and then the body goes into fight or flight, but doesn't come back to be feeling relaxed again, then that doesn't complete its process. So with animals, what happens is if an animal gets, let's say you have a dog and the the dog gets attacked by another dog, what you will see is that the dog shakes. The dog shakes off the energy, but we don't do that as humans. So what happens is, is trauma happens. It could be a car crash. It could be bullying. It could be a parent leaving when you're young. It could be anything from the past. And if that has not been energetically resolved and completed mentally in your body, what happens is you, you live a life and you continue to live a life as a child that's not been healed. So for a lot of entrepreneurs, for a lot of business owners, they are living as a child, but in an adult body. I'll give you an example of this. I was working with a very successful attorney and he, in his own words, walks around the house or did walk around the house screaming anger. Obviously, he didn't like that about himself, but he didn't understand why. Like, why am I in rage all the time? Right? And it turns out he wasn't aware of this because we have things that we're aware of and don't deal with or things that we're unaware of and can't deal with. Mm Mm-hmm. He wasn't aware that his anger was because his father left when he was young and he had not resolved it. So his little boy needed to come to understanding on why. When I dealt with that energetically with him, so it doesn't matter when it happened, but I can go into the, you know, when you got, we're talking, I don't want to go into quantum physics, but yeah. basically we can get into the energy of the event. And then I resolve that for him in his body he doesn't have the, the anger anymore to, to that mm-hmm. degree. Now, yeah. does, he get, does he get angry? Yes, you're never going to not be angry. Right. He doesn't have that anger, which is the boiling kettle. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, so, it does. So the reality is, is that many, and, and this is why I talk about the, the danger of high performance, because we've got these different levels of performance, low performance, performing, high performance, and then what I call super high performance. The danger of high performance is there is a lot of people are making money, there's a lot of people that are crushing it. There are a lot of people that are succeeding. But if you've not got things that have been resolved from the past, then why is it that these high performers are now committing suicide? Yeah. Is it, don't some of them use those things to perform highly in certain areas? Like, do they use some of those things to yeah, drive them? Yeah, yeah, but it's not sustainable. Right, right. It's, yeah. it's unhealthy. So it's an yeah. unhealthy drive. It's an unhealthy yeah. prove, proving people wrong. It's a hunt. Yeah, absolutely. You can use it. That shadow is called the shadow. You can use that shadow to succeed. And many very successful entrepreneurs do that. Are Mm -hmm. they fulfilled? Are they actually happy? Are they actually authentic? No. 
No. Yeah. And so what I'm teaching is, and what I'm helping people to do is basically reach this place of what's called calm confidence. And what I mean by that is that there's calm in the nervous system so that then you can actually grow your business from calm versus an angst or, or an, a negative energy. Yeah. And that's, very, that's how I used to operate. I used to operate and go grow my business because it was basically screw you to the bullies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Versus now a healthy drive. Yeah. Got it. Oh, that's very interesting. What, um, you said 18 months, it kind of took you to figure out what you're doing now. Is that correct? And yeah, it took me, it took me a little while to, to come to what I, you know, because when you've gone through that transformation, you don't just want to do anything next. Cause you're like, if I go on the wrong path again, yeah, <laughs> you know, right. oh, I just slip back into working with trainers again, you know? Yeah. No, I, I wanted to give it time. And I think that yeah. patience, when, you know, when you shift from impatience to patience, it's very powerful. So I was yeah. patient. I didn't yeah. need to rush. Right. You know, so I took my time waiting and waiting until I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. So that's well, what so I did. Yeah. What is the vision, the impact that you want to make now moving into the future? So for me, with what I do now, like I won't even work with anyone on business strategy until they've gone through my six week program. And that's designed to strip away everything that's holding them back so that they can be the best version of themselves growing the business. Because it's like trying to build something with a shaky foundation. Yeah. So, so I'm doing that because of where I was. I'm, do, I'm doing that so that a business owner, CEO, leader can be sustainable. And the mm. themes in what I notice, and I have a lot of successful people coming through my programs, is these are the themes, right? Disconnection from family, isolation, not connected with themselves, not taking care of themselves. Like, okay, meditation every now and again, but not a level of discipline. They don't know the difference between how they can feel versus how they feel now. They think it's normal. Mm -hmm. And I can guarantee everyone, if you're into growth and you, you've, you've, been in, you've been on your personal development journey, you are in a space right now where you're like, I don't feel how I used to because I've worked on myself. Yeah. So through daily accountability and a locking system and actually really forcing them into actually taking care of themselves, I create this separation of them, of them really understanding what performance is and how do you actually get to the next level? Because it's thrown around a lot, right? The word next level. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah. but it's about, this is about emotional intelligence, which actually increases performance and also energetic intelligence. When you develop a connection of yourself where you're emotionally intelligent, right? And where you're energetically intelligent, what's going to happen is you're going to start to be, feel less isolated. You're actually going to connect with other people at a deeper level and, and be authentic, Right. And that is going to lead into actually attracting to you ideal clients, not needing to hard close people. Right. Actually using intuition in your business and actually, you know, creating something which is sustainable because a lot of the problems that a business owner has in their business comes from the ego. I'll give you an example of that in sales. Right. In sales, you know, you need to hit a target. And so, and everyone needs to, you know, come to this admission which is like when, you, when, when there's sales targets there and then you've got someone on the phone and the ego creeps in and it's like, this per I, get, I get a sense that this isn't a fit, but I've got my target. You're still yeah. going to enroll that client. Right. Then, then you, you're like, why is this person a pain in the ass? Why is this person? And it's because you, did, you ignored the red flag yeah. because of the ego. Yeah. 
Now, when you start to become more conscious and you actually start to properly connect and you start to understand the impact of this, conscious enrollment is actually about sensing, feeling, not needing to like get someone to sign up on a call because you need the, and it's, and it's energetic. It's about understanding because you actually attract a different type of person. Like for some people, like where I am, if someone tries to like hard close me, like I'm out because my body doesn't work with that. Now now some people will based upon fear, right? But you're dealing with a different level of consciousness. What people need to understand is that everybody is at a different level of consciousness and awareness. So as you're evolving, you need to start to unlearn. This is, this is common in internet marketing, right? There's so much unlearning we have to do, yeah. you know? So that, that's been my journey of evolution. Mm-hmm. Emotional intelligence, I guess I haven't really even heard of energy intelligence. Makes sense. But what, it, what is that? It's uh, popular phrases and terms that are being it's popped up a lot in my life lately. I don't know. I, I hear and see a lot of people talking about emotional intelligence. Um, can you define that for me? I'll define the differences between emotional intelligence and energetic intelligence. So emotional intelligence is understanding your emotions and, and being aware of them and how that plays into your behavior, right? Because you're attuned yeah. to yourself. You're connected with yourself. Versus, you know, versus being completely unaware of what's happening mm-hmm. in your body, overreacting, right? And then screwing up an opportunity because you reacted in a certain way and you weren't patient. That's a fine yeah. example. But yeah. when you become emotionally intelligent and you actually start to notice what's happening with your emotions, you can start to see it and observe it versus not act upon it. Yeah. So the more that you become emotionally intelligent, and actually 90% of top performers have high levels of emotional intelligence, not just IQ. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Energetic intelligence is about understanding the energy within your body and how that plays into, for example, healing. So in my program, for example, there's a meditation called the light ball meditation and it, and it helps people heal from things from the past. So now we can start to say, Oh, I've got a a knot in my back. Oh, I don't need to go. I don't need to go to get a massage. I actually need to figure out what emotion this is that I actually can start to release within myself. And this happens a lot with depth of meditation. So as we start to go deeper into meditation and go into different states, what we can start to do is actually heal ourselves by understanding, oh, in my stomach, that feels like a stomach ache, but it's linked to sadness, for example. Or I'm feeling something in my chest and it feels like I'm having a heart attack, but actually it's because I need to go and reconnect with that person. That's about becoming emotionally, uh, sorry, energetically intelligent. Got it. All right. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. And a very interesting uh, conversation as well. Um, I do want to respect your time here a bit. So what's, uh, you know, to close this up, what would be, if there's one or two things that you could give to the listeners that would really impact them and, and move their life forward, um, what, that, what might that be? Well, first of all, I think it's, you know, transformation happens comes through, coming, that comes through admitting, admitting what's actually going on. So, so authenticity or lack of it is about not, not really admitting who you are. And so we all have blind spots. We all have things that we don't like in our lives. And so we have to have a commitment to change. So write down everything that you don't like about your life. Like actually admit, like this is a part of me that I don't like about myself. Like I snap at people, I get angry or 
I react in these ways, or I'm just always beating myself up about this. Like, get it down and be like, do I want to change this or don't I? Because the way that I've grown and evolved and gotten to the place now where I'm helping these people is because I committed to be the best version of myself. And that takes self-discipline. And a lot of people are addicted to their business and they're not actually taking care of themselves. And so what, you know, I always talk about this book called the five regrets of the dying. And, you know, one of the regrets is I I wish I lived a life true to myself. Another one is I wish I wouldn't have worked so hard. Another one, which is I I wish I had the ability to express my feelings, like actually figure out and go to that day at the end of your life and be like, what life do I want to live? What's happening in my life right now? What am I not facing? What conversations do I actually need to have? And actually start to admit that because you can only get help and you can only move forward if you actually start to not, you know, deny things and actually come to the truth of who you are. Then you can actually start to move forward. Yeah. I love that. Um, Appreciate you being here today. It's been a really awesome conversation. I could probably sit here uh, for another few hours actually and just continue this conversation so it's been great um what are a few ways that the listeners can find out more about you your book and everything else you got going on yeah the, um, they can download a free free copy of the black ball at simonlevel.com slash black ball funnily enough um free pdf it's also on amazon if people prefer the the uh, paperback and the uh, audible version uh, i honestly just want to get that into as many hands as possible which is why i gave away the free uh, e- uh, ebook yeah and uh, also my signature program, the Super High Performance Formula is available. Uh, you can go to the website, simonlovell.com. And that is a six-week intensive every single day for six weeks accountability with a locking system where you can get kicked out if you don't take action. So it forces behavior change. And, uh, and that's for those who are committed to being the best version of themselves and getting to the next level through emotional intelligence and energetic intelligence. Mm-hmm. Got it. Thank you. I appreciate that. We'll get that in the show notes, of course. Um, Thank you so much for being here today, Simon. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, baby Championship, championship, t-